back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrod here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day. Hope you had a great week this week. You know what? The markets had a pretty damn good week, didn't they? Quick recap. SPF 100 finished up just under 2% for the week. We'll take that. But we'll really take what the NASDAQ did. Five up days in a row. Uh, up again today. Finishing for the week up 4.6%. It's been a long time since we've been able to say that the NASDAQ was up 4.6% for the week. It's just been brutalized. It was really brutalized coming into this week, and it happened again on Tuesday morning. The semiconductors, when they, it, when they opened on Monday, with that, that, Tuesday, that Tuesday, uh, with this huge 700-point move lower at the open in the Dow, at, that, at, the, at the very bottom of that uh, move, <clears throat> the uh, semiconductors it fell a total <clears throat> excuse me, of 40%. 40%! In like six, seven months. I mean, I think if people are looking for a brutal bear market, where are you looking, man? I know that uh, the average stock in the last year plus is down over 50, 50%. That's 5 uh, Most stocks begin falling in February of 2021. Of course, what happened then? When Joe Biden became president. So it's no, no accident that stocks have been falling for the entirety of when this guy got it off, is at least most stocks. And the only reason that the you know, the broad markets have held up held up better until they hit bear market uh, territory this year is of course because we had about ten stocks, the mega cap stocks that were holding everything up. When they finally gave up the ghost, it was on, and there there came your official bear market. But let's be let's be honest here, folks. This has been a bear market for over a year for most stocks, and uh, again, semiconductors down forty percent in less than a year in seven months essentially. I, I, I don't know, what's it, what's it discounting? What, what is that discounting? That's discounting not just a recession, but a, a serious recession. And, you know, we got the jobs data today. I'll, I'll cover that in a moment. But that jobs data today was strong, like, like really strong. There's no recession there. Uh, we'll cover that. Uh, talk about the midterm election cycle, which we're fast approaching here, folks. The midterms are less than four months away now. <clears throat> Something very powerful and interesting happens to the stock market right around this time right now. So let's get into all of it today. We'll start with the markets. Dow Jones today. Again, all over the map today following the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, jobs data. Dow Jones finishing down today 46 points, uh, just a fraction of percent. Russ 2000 flat on the day. S&P 500 down three points, nothing there at all. NASDAQ, again, it was a quiet day. Most of these jobs reports are really meaningless, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I read it up this morning. You've been on, it's really mental masturbation. It's my least favorite day of the month, every month, because these monthly jobs reports, these monthly government reports do not matter uh, by themselves. You know, you've got to look at the totality of reports over a three-month period or so to really get a trend going. But we're not seeing a recession sign. That's what's, that's what's clear. Again, NASDAQ today up 14 points. Again, up 4.6% for the week. NASDAQ was our winner. That's what you want to see as a winner. Semiconductors also had a very good week this week. Uh, the 10-year back above 3.1% because of the good jobs reported, and it was good. You know, I think most people, including myself and Tyler, you know, we are hoping for <clears throat> a, a disappointing jobs number. The estimate was 265,000 jobs created in June. I think most of us were hoping for 150, frankly. But, but how twisted is that? Why are we hoping that fewer people get jobs, right? That, that's completely backwards. 
and I really have never subscribed to it. I, I hate even repeating it, to tell you the truth. But we, we wanted that because we don't want the Fed to keep hiking rates into a recession. We're trying to keep the Fed from making their fifth major policy mistake in six years. Jay Powell, are you listening? June jobs data, again, was good. Came in 372,000 jobs created. The S was 265. That's a nice beat there. Unemployment rate, 3.6%. That's unchanged from last month. Futures were sharply lower on the news. As not, as no big surprise there. We saw at one point the Dow Jones was down 150, NASDAQ down 150. But again, this repeating pattern continues to take place. We're seeing dips are being bought. Lower opens are being bought. Midday dips are being bought. That happened every day this week. Uh, not much to gain from today's trading. Again, all over the map. But again, we were down big time at the open and we rallied. Again, that's a repeating pattern that we want to see continue because that's the repeating pattern that short, that short sellers and bears certainly do not want to see. We want to get them covering and we want to get them buying. We want to get money managers who own have the lowest exposure to equities. And in some cases, you can't find you can't find a time frame where they own less stock, right? We want to get money managers buying stocks. We want to get the public back involved, animal spirits to return, the wealth of fact to kick back in. And again, we've got a president that you know really hates America. It's hard to succeed when your leadership despises his own, own country. Uh, but who knows? His own party hates him so much now. He's just getting brutalized in the media, if you've seen this. They realize something's not right here. E- even the Democrat Party realizes something wrong here. Because, yeah, we may have different views, right? Maybe maybe we're some are more liberal than others, but we all want us to see America su- to succeed. Yeah, you have that 10% that hate America, think that we're evil, we're all white nationalists, and we should tear the thing down. You, you got those freaks, okay? That's, that's less than 10%, okay? Everybody else, regardless of your political viewpoints, we want to see the country succeed. We want to see our kids and grandkids have an opportunity to have even more success than we've had. And with this guy in charge, lots of questions to be asked. Maybe it's finally starting to get to this guy, not to him so much as the people surrounding him. And if they are, you know, uh, fans of the Great Reset and uh, World Economic Forum freaks, which there's plenty of those around, we just got to get rid of them. They have to go. They have to be cast and purged from society. The, 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 the movie, the sequel, uh, the, I think they made the trilogy of, of the Purge movies. We really should, 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 should apply that. <laughs> and we should purge these people that want uh, to see the Great Reset of reality and depopulation to become the real thing, these people just have to go. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll volunteer to be first in line. Just give me, give me a mission, right? Give me a good team. We'll go. We'll get rid of them. Uh, they'll just disappear, and next thing you know, we're back, we're back, to, uh, we're back to America as usual. But, you know, in all seriousness, though, we are less informed in the midterms. Democrats are upset at Biden because they know they're about to get wiped the you-know-what out. You know what? It's Friday. Democrats are about to get wiped the fuck out, and they should. They should be out of power for a decade plus, two decades, to really give them a wake-up call as to what's not permitted or allowed in this country, such as country hating. Maybe the message is getting through. Maybe they realize instead of losing, I don't know, 80 to 100 seats in, in Congress, maybe if they get their act together and, 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 and start acting like they like America again, and put us on the right track to bring inflation down, to increase oil and gas production, to do all the things a president and administration is supposed to do. 
Maybe we get a massive stock market rally going into the midterms. Maybe that means the Democrats only lose 30 or 40 or 50 seats, right? Still brutal, but they can still save face. So we hope. We're, we're, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. I, my guess is most of you listening are as well. And I do believe that what you think about, you bring about. So I, I choose to think about the, the upside and what I, what, I, what I want to see happen going into the midterms. Because I'll tell you this much. And the folks, take this to the bank. Take this to the bank. Next week, we'll start sharing this data with you. It's very powerful. Going back to the 19, below, before 1930, I think this goes back to 1910. The midterm election year is the most powerful time to be an investor that there is in the market. There is no more powerful or bullish year, period. Again, we'll share that with you next next week. We've got that fresh from the uh, Stock Traders Almanac. And uh, we'll, we'll share that with our, with our members and, and on these podcasts and videocasts next week. Because <clears throat> the, the question, of course, is when does that turn start? Well, maybe it has already. You know, may, maybe, maybe the 700-point maybe the, the uh, lower open on Tuesday, maybe that was kind of capitulation. It, uh, we were on the road, but I, honestly, it felt that way to me. It felt capitulation-esque to me. So we'll see. We'll see. Again, semis and, and NASDAQ have led the way higher this week. That's what you want to see. Housing's recovered. Tyler just told me the housing stocks are up 17%. That's HGX, up 17% from their lows. So we're starting to see things, you know, uh, lighten up. You know, trading patterns are getting better. Small caps, much better. NASDAQ, tech, much better. Semis, anyway, it's all improving. And um, the turn may have already started for the midterm cycle because when that happens, and according to Stock Traders Almanac, the lows typically come in the third quarter, obviously, but they typically come in the month of August. It doesn't mean they can't already be in place now. But most typically, the big move higher begins in August for the midterms. But I just want to remind everybody one last time. We have reams of data, <laughs> a plethora of analytics that go back decades, 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 decades that tell us this. When you have an awful first six months of the year, and we just had one of the worst five uh, going back to the 1930s, okay? The next six months are gangbusters. The next six months are like a melt-up higher. And it's 100% of the time. That's happened in all five cases of the worst first six months of the year. Average gains like 15% into year end, tack on another 15% for the next, for the next six months. So 30% roughly for the next 12 months. And uh, knock on wood, I think we're due, folks. It's been brutal. It's been brutal. But I will tell you, as I, so we wrote to our folks today a couple times and said on my video cast today, you know, this is, uh, this is when you want to be a buyer. We may not be at the exact lows, but I, I think most stocks, at least the ones that we care most about here, probably the ones you care most about that you own, they bottomed. And they're in the process of bottoming and moving higher. And as Warren Buffett and Peter Lynch love to say many, many, many times, when the stocks that you love go on sale, you're a fool not to buy them. Only sell stocks if something material changes. Otherwise, if the price is cheaper than it was yesterday, shouldn't that be a good thing? Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it from a long-term, long-term lens, I think. Uh, but again, good data today on the jobs. It is good. We want to see more people hired. We just need to see inflation fall. We'll get the uh, CPI data next Wednesday, 
Estimates there are pretty brutal, looking for inflation uh, month over month of 8.8%. Excuse me, that's year over year, 8.8%. Month over month is probably going to be up about 1%. But I think think inflation has peaked. I think think the 10-year yield has peaked. And I think inflation has peaked. But I'll also tell you, I <clears throat> just read this today from uh, the, the brilliant mind economist at the Evercore, Ed Hyman and team, and, and uh, 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 David Shipley. They believe that this jobs report is not a fluke. And they forecast that the next three months are going to have equally strong jobs reports. They do not see signs of recession. They don't see it. And we've been reporting that to you here. So what does that mean, folks? Here's the obvious. Here's the obvious point that I'll make about this. If we've already had a 24% decline in the S&P 500, and we have, if we've already had a 34% decline in Nasdaq, and we have, if we've already seen a 33% decline in, in small caps, Rose 2000, and we have, and we've already seen a 40% decline in the semiconductors, and we have. And if we've already seen an average decline of more than 50% for the average stock over the last year, and we have. But we're not going to have a recession. Why did these stocks go down that much? This is when this is when contrarians start to salivate and say, wait a minute. Am I being given a gift here? Am I being, being given a gift? Because if there's this pattern we saw emerge this week, right? of dip buying and, and a good after good afternoon of tradings, right? Every dip was bought all week long. Good smart money hours. Today it was kind of flat, but that's okay. By and large, this is a great week, technically speaking. Internals are much better. I'll cover that in a moment. Much, much better. Yesterday's internals were dynamite. Ninety percent of volume day yesterday at NYSE. That's a, that's a that's a that's a bullish thrust. That's a technical buy signal. Three to one uh, positive advanced decline yesterday. Again, that's the buy signal. So if, if all this is happening, guess what happens next? The shorts, they start getting very nervous. And if we start getting building a short squeeze here, as more and more people start thinking about this midterm election cycle and how powerful it is for stocks, along with the other data that I've already talked about today, we've talked about all week with you, then the shorts are going to get squeezed. And that, that, that's when you get dramatic moves higher. So that's the that's the optimistic side of the story right there. Uh, let's take a look today under the hood, uh, because again it, it is continuing to improve. Not not great numbers today, but but positive. Nasdaq today, uh, solidly positive advanced decline. Uh, not two to one, but good. Very close to two to one positive in volume. volume. Nasdaq has really been the champ this week, and that's what you want to see. Again, it's been brutalized. NYSE not as good. Slightly negative advanced decline, no big deal, a couple hundred issues. Uh, volume, uh, negative by $600 million worth of trading. That's not terrible. We had $3.5 billion worth of volume today. That's not awful, right? Nowhere close to two to one. Fine. And we have improvement in new 52 highs to low. Still negative, but so much better than we were seeing just a couple, three weeks ago. Remember, 1,500 to 2,000 stocks every day hitting a new 52-week low? Today, it was only 130. We will take that. <laughs> we'll take it. We only had 34 stocks that are new 52 week high, but still, uh, this is improvement. And we are, it's a Friday, and we are focused on the positives here, he said over and over again to himself, trying to convince himself. Uh, what else today? Let's take a look at the sector watch of our 11 SP 100 sectors. Eight finished, no, excuse me, nine finished low. Really, not really. 
frankly, it's seven finished lower, four or flat. Uh, to the downside, materials down, nothing big here though. Materials down 1%, real estate down a half percent. That, there's, again, there's not much here. Upside, flat. Healthcare, technology, both basically flat. They're up, but just basically flat. Again, n- not a whole lot there. What's interesting though, the VIX. The VIX is now dropped back below 25. It was down 5.5% today. It closing today at 24.64. That's very good to see. That's very good to see. That's, again, if you're short, you don't want to see that. Um, you know what? I could, I could just keep yapping away here, but it's Friday. Everybody have a great weekend. Let's talk to the commodities. We'll get out of here. Uh, a flat, pretty flat day for commodities. Gold today, uh, 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 less than a buck at uh, 17.40 an ounce. Again, it's been hit hard. Uh, I ran the numbers today, had a call with one of our uh, VRA uh, 10 baggers, a, a, a small cap mining company. And uh, he told me, look, it's just everything's down. You know, we get the GDX is down 35% in essentially two months. That's the mining ETF. Uh, gold is only down, like, what was the number? 15%. Less than that, like 12% uh, over the same time frame. So, you know, uh, it's just a lack of liquidity is what's really going on here. And a lot of people frustrated that gold hasn't moved higher when it seems like it should, right? We have uh, 40-year highs in inflation and gold can't get off its butt. What's going on there, right? Strong dollar certainly hadn't helped. Gold today, 1740. Silver up uh, really about the same, up two-tenths of 1% at 1923. Announced copper flat today at 351 a pound, uh, although it's had, had a nice recovery yesterday. Uh, gold, copper's been destroyed. Again, Dr. Copper tells you, if the Fed is watching anything, please, Jay, Jay Powell, see what's happening in copper. Copper is telling you that global growth has dramatically slowed, okay? Uh, don't, don't, don't hike us into a recession. I, we want to see a strong jobs number, and we just have to be realistic about what happened to inflation. We printed too much money. It, the last $3 trillion in stimulus that we did was not required, not needed. And what do you think causes inflation? It's always the same thing. It's always money printing. It's always currency inflation. It's never anything else. Anyone that tells you otherwise is either, I don't know, they're brainwashed, right? They've, they've been propagandized into believing this new mainstream uh, economics, which is uh, made up, really. It's just made up, okay? Uh, they just don't want to admit it. That, yeah, the Fed <laughs> the was created in 1913. The, the dollar's down 98% in value. I wonder how that happens. Is that supply side? Is that supply chain issues the whole time there too? <laughs> is that what that is? No, no, that's that's dollar printing, folks. That's that's fiat currency money printing, and 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 again, that's what the Fed should be focused on. They never even talk about it. They know they're the reason for inflation, so they got to glub onto something else and say we need we need fewer jobs created. That's hogwash. They should be fired for saying it. It's discrediting. It's disqualifying to be a Fed governor, much less a Fed chair. If you think that that's that employment and employment should slow down to fix inflation, you're crazy people. It's all stems from money printing. Every bit, every single bit of it, folks. Uh, also today, oil to crude oil today, West Texas Intermediate, one hundred four seventy. After dropping to ninety five, it's now bouncing back up. The supply the supply demand here is very clear. Even if the global economy is slowing, uh, this this picture, unfortunately, go, uh, so, uh, excuse me, oil looks to be going a whole lot higher. It's a, probably a good bargain here. We're buying energy stocks here, by the way. Uh, again, crude today, 104.70, up to, we'll call it uh, $1.97 a barrel, right at 2%, just less than 2%. Finally, uh, Bitcoin. Boy, I tell you, this is another interesting story, isn't it? 
Bitcoin is at 21,780, just down a, a little bit today, like 30 bucks right now, Bitcoin. But it got hit below 18. I've talked about this a couple days ago. Tyler covered it yesterday too. It got hit uh, uh, below 18,000, right? And then what happened? Here comes all this awful news about cryptocurrencies. They're a fraud. They're a scam. All these are shutting down, right? All these stable coins going out of business, liquidating, uh, 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 ceasing uh, distributions, all this, right? The news was horrible. But what did Bitcoin do? It started going up. It's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news. The fact that Bitcoin has rallied from less than 18000 to almost 22000 now on horrible news. That's bullish. And I think that's bullish for the markets too. Remember, if you overlay a chart of Bitcoin with NASDAQ, they are the same chart. <laughs> so there's, there, Bitcoin is no longer a store of value, right? It's a sign of liquidity. Let's call it what it is. It's a sign of investor liquidity, which is really what, the, the, what tech stocks are. And it, which means it's now a leading indicator for the broad market. That's something we should pay close attention to, I think, uh, to see which one's leading which. I think, I think Bitcoin's following NASDAQ is my personal, my personal opinion. But again, that's all bullish right now. All right, folks, that's it for the day. Hope you had a great week and even a better weekend. If you're not with us already, come and join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here again Monday after the close.